Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hope you're having a beautiful day, gorgeous week. I know that the earth is on fire. I know that tensions are high. But I'm hoping that you're able to find little moments of joy and gratitude and family time, you know, or just go for a walk with your dog or snuggle with your cat. Or, you know, if you're a weirdo with a ferret, just have a moment, you know, turn your face towards the sun and have a moment, a moment of, hey, at the end of the day, nothing really matters. I had a conversation with myself and Christine and I were talking you know, work's been a little crazy. And I I said this last week, and I know that was an absolutely unhinged episode. I apologize. I went back and listened to it for quality control. And I said, someone's going to institutionalize me. But we were laughing about just how the next couple weeks leading up to this big show in Los Angeles, that is this weekend at the Pantages, you know, all these industry people are going to be there. And I actually find stuff like that, that kind of challenge funny because I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, obviously you do, but I'm doing the work. I'm out there. The only people I care about walking away from my show saying I had a great night, I had a great time is you. If you come to my shows, you know how important it is to me that I give you a great show. There's always this added layer of pressure. Okay, now that the Netflix special is out, all these people from Hollywood are coming. The Hollywood elites, the Illuminati. I'm kidding. Okay, first of all, side note, I said this before, the Illuminati is not inviting me to any of their parties. They can take one look at me and say, she's clogging a toilet. We already know it. We know she's the only girl at this Hollywood party who's going to eat all the past hors d'oeuvres. We already know. You know what my red flag is? You got a shirt cute out. I'm going to grace. You know what I mean? You send me an edible arrangement. I'm going to take a bite. That's my red flag. Oh, you say I'm coming to a dinner party. I'm going to expect at least five courses. So that's my red flag. But you know, it's just this added pressure of being in LA and And now that I have been exposed to this other realm of, okay, you know, opportunities, as we hope, will start really popping off. We planted the seed. Now all these people are going to come see me live at the show in L.A. And the beautiful thing about doing live comedy is, you know, even if I'm having a tough day, I still got to wolf down a burrito, have a white wine and get this show on the road. 
So it's funny to me, you know, I've had all these like prep meetings of just like, all right, just, you know, want you to know that we've invited these people and these people from Netflix are coming and we're having these people from this network and da 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 da. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to go and give a great show to the city of Los Angeles because that's what I was born to do. And that's what I love to do. But I don't care who's watching. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. Anybody working for a giant network at some point during that week has probably had diarrhea in the exact same way that I have. You know, I'm sure you've heard that phrase. If you get nervous doing public speaking, imagine the entire audience naked. That never really worked for me. Because, eh, I don't know, it just didn't work. I don't need a, a picture of the entire audience naked to ease my nerves. I just think that, again, 40% of this audience has probably had diarrhea. And then I'm like, yeah, dialed in. Really grounds me. But if you're coming to the show in LA this weekend, I am so excited to see you. We are performing at the iconic Pantages Theater. I said this last week, if you saw Hamilton, if you saw Sound of Music, if you've seen Wicked, if you've seen Hello, Dolly at the Pantages, this show will not be like any of those. Am I giving you glitter? Am I giving you song and dance? Yes. Am I giving you grabbing your genitals laughter? I am. I am. But I want you to know I'm doing it for you. And I don't care if there's the big wigs of LA in the audience. Because you know what? They're all miserable. And you know who's filled with joy and the light of the Lord? Your girl. But also anybody who's in the industry who's listening to this, please give me more opportunities. <laughs> because I've been redecorating my house and things are starting to get very pricey. I did not realize the cost of drapes. And shout out to Jared Hughes, my interior designer, who's incredibly iconic. He's one of my dearest. He's doing a great job. I, I told him, I said, Jared, I feel like I'm learning something new. He's like, yeah, I'll tell you what, drapes is what will get you. But let me tell you what, a room without drapes and a room with drapes night and fucking day, literally night and day. And the theme that I'm going for in my bedroom is I want to feel like I'm at the Dewberry Hotel in Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out to my girl, Jamie Dewberry. If you never stay at the Dewberry Hotel, you have to stay there. It's iconic. And I literally called Jamie. I said, Jamie, she's one of the owners of the hotel. I said, whatever this mattress is that you use, I need it. And she sent me the link and there's no link. It's handmade by a small village woman in like, you know, Galway, Ireland. Okay. These are hand-stitched, hand-woven. It's just a baby lamb. They serve you as a pillow. So needless to say, if you want to have the best sleep of your life, go to the Dewberry Hotel. But, you know, all of that's coming together. So I've got some fun projects at home, but it's funny to be home for just a little bit, try and, you know, nest and, and, and make that feel like a home. But meanwhile, in the back of my mind, even though I'm fluffing pillows and we're redecorating, I'm always thinking three steps ahead. I'm like, we got to be in L.A. and we're doing a show and there's going to be all these Hollywood people there. And the only thing I'm concerned about is just making the old school tiramisu bitch people laugh. That's what's important. But I'm just very candid on this podcast because I want y'all to always know kind of what's going on in the back of my mind. But it's funny, like, I don't care. I'm not in LA. I'm not in New York. When I go to those places, I have a great time and I'm friends with plenty of people in the industry. But I was asked the other day, someone was like, who are your famous friends? And I was like, do you need to know? I mean, Mandy Moore apparently is coming to the show. Do you know how excited I am to meet Mandy fucking Moore? I hope she's not upset that I said this. But I'm excited to meet Mandy fucking Moore. I'm missing you like candy. You know, hold on, let's play it. Let's play candy. Just because I feel like, hold on, candy, Mandy, 
Candy Mandy. I mean, first of all, dramatic beginning to the song. Ooh, here we go. Hit the beat. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's all we need right there. That is, I just got goosebumps. Do you see? I have goosebumps from how hot and horny that song made me. You know, it's people like that who are just like, let's giggle. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the candy. I'm not here for the Illuminati. I'm here for the candy. Speaking of candy, Halloween has hit us this week. I definitely want you guys to call in and give me your absolutely nots and your absolutely yeses of trick-or-treating with the kids. You know, I know there's a couple adults out there who really just live on the dark side of the moon and y'all still go trick-or-treating, which is fucking weird and you know it. But I want to hear everything. I want to hear what was happening, what the cool candy was, what the neighborhood HOA drama was with the decorations. Please call in. Because I'm going to tell you what, one thing I am very upset about is that I'm missing going trick-or-treating with my friend's kids. Shout out to Mary Beth Brandon. Well, Mary Beth Cole. She'll always be Mary Beth Brandon. But she's got the three cutest boys you've ever seen in your life. And she, (laughs) every morning, I get a text with photos of, I call them my godchildren. You know, we've never had the exchange in the eye of the Lord. And no one has ever, you know, invited me to the christening to officially you know, knight me with a sword to say that I'm the godmother, but those children are mine. Okay. Anyways, but Mary Beth will text me every morning, photos of the kids and their costumes because they're wearing the costumes every day leading up. I mean, we're like a week out. You know what I mean? They're wearing the costume every day and nothing makes me more excited than taking kids out because I was the kid and I know that we've talked about Halloween plenty of times on the podcast before. So I apologize. This is redundant. But dude, I was the kid who got so fucking jazzed about the costume. I mean, I thought about it. I was planning it. I re- you remember how just fired up you would get when you would go to Party City? Now they have the spirit Halloween stores. I miss a Party City moment. You'd go into Party City and you'd go in the back, you know, and you were seventh, no, no, let's say like fifth grade. And I always knew I had to go toward the adult section, not as in the raunchy costumes, but the the costumes that fit grown adults. Again, I was not a kid who was shopping at the limited two. I probably had a four month run at the limited two. And then I went straight to the limited. I'll never forget when I went back to school shopping with my dad and we bought women's khakis. And I was like, that's what's up. But I remember one year, it was Mary Beth, my friend Anne Marie. And I think, well, we went as a Spice Girls one year. Obviously, I was ginger. But one year in particular, I went as Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. And I remember I had the lace gloves on. I had this gorgeous crimson dress, this giant hat, and I had never felt more alive. And we would run to houses. Remember when you were trick-or-treating and you would run to a house and you were sweating in your costume and the thing was just so sticky and there was no better reprieve than when you would find a house that was serving cans of Sprite. That was the best feeling in the world. I didn't want the hot apple cider. I'm in the South. You know, it was always like 70 degrees when we were trick-or-treating. I wanted those cold cans of Sprite. So if you are, you know, I mean, this will come out after Halloween, but I'm telling you, looking into next year, if you want to be the coolest mom on the block, coolest dad on the block, have 65 Yeti coolers just filled to the brim with ice cold drinks. Now, I don't know if the kids are drinking the all-natural LaCroix. You know, you could have a spin drift. You could have a healthier option. But I was always so fucking thirsty. I was so thirsty. Speaking of which, water break. I was a thirsty kid. Yeah, did I want to go to the house that had the king-size Butterfinger bars? I sure did. 
but it was like every fourth house. And this is before you had Stanleys and real water bottles. Like, think about it. I mean, you know, before, like at soccer games as a kid, the only water that you had was in those plastic little funnels, those little paper cone funnels, and you'd run over to the sideline and you'd get a quick drink and they, you, you maybe had a cup and a half of water for a two-hour Little League game. Like, it was insane. No wonder we were such dehydrated, itchy children. You know, now these kids have the Nalgene, the Yeti, the Stanley. They have all these sources of hydration. Back in the day, our parents didn't know that we needed that much to drink. This episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast is brought to you by Saks.com. Again, that's Saks.com. Listen, I love, you know, replenishing my closet for some fabulous fall fashion. And when I am thinking, okay, all right, I'm busy. I'm on the road. I'm touring. Where do I go? I just need to be able to go somewhere fabulous online, order the things and have it delivered to my house in the best way. That's why I love Saks.com. Also, you know, you can type in keywords like maybe cozy vibes or maybe I'm feeling like a disco vibe. Oh, but you know what I love for fall? I love a power suit, okay? Nothing makes me feel more empowered as a boss babe than a power suit. So I can literally just type in on sex.com. I can be like, hey, where's my power suiting at? Ooh, or maybe I want a freakum dress. Maybe I want that revenge dressing. Maybe you just broke up with your ex and you're like, listen, I know I'm gonna run into him at a bat mitzvah, so I need to type in revenge dress. They have everything. You can shop just on your vibe. Listen, we love sax.com. Of all the fun ways to shop sax.com, you can shop by your star sign, by vibe, or by your favorite 90s revival trend. At sax.com, you can even shop by situation, like finding the perfect revenge dress from brands like Christopher Esber or Cult Gaia, which you know is a fan favorite. They have all the top brands, all the things you love, Anything you could ever imagine is right there at Saks.com. Discover new ways to shop for everything every day at Saks.com. And another reason I love Saks.com is they have fabulous designer shoes in those big girl sizes. So if you have a cheddar block foot, just like me, don't worry. You can get the Stuart Whites when you can get all the good stuff. Again, that's Saks.com. Shop for anything for every day and for everything at Saks.com. Listen, you know that I've had to get hair extensions because all my hair fell out after I was doing the IVF, right? And I'm glad that I have something that I can add in to make me feel confident. But while I'm on my hair regrowth journey, I have found Divi. I found it on TikTok. Then they reached out to me to sponsor the podcast and I've been really blown away. Listen, if you are struggling with hair shedding or thinning due to stress, postpartum, menopause, or any medical-related conditions, your scalp has a lot of product and oil buildup, or really anybody dealing with a dry scalp, those who wear tight hairstyles or extensions, anybody looking to start a healthy scalp routine, then Divi is for you. One of the reasons I love it is because they have a great scalp serum, okay? Honestly, I love it. It doesn't make my hair greasy. I put it on sometimes out of the shower when my hair is dry. You can't tell that I have anything on my head. It tingles a little bit and it feels so nice. Here's some of the key ingredients. It's got a copper tripeptide one, which is a small protein composed of three amino acids to facilitate a clean and hydrated scalp. It's got caffeine, which helps promote thicker and healthier looking hair. Tea tree oil, which is like, you know, a gift from the gods. That works to reduce and prevent excess oil buildup on the scalp and in the hair follicle. It's got amino acids and hyaluronic acid. Divi's not just for those experiencing hair loss. It can be used by men and women of all ages who just want to start or continue their scalp care journey. I mean, as we learn about you know, hair thinning and hair shedding. A lot of it has to just do with the damn scalp. We're not taking care of our scalps. We should be taking care of our scalp the way we take care of our face and the rest of our bodies. Listen, if you want to take back control of your hair and scalp health, then do it with clean science-backed ingredients. Well, then I have a special offer for you. Go to DiviOfficial.com slash absolutely. Let me spell that out for you. D-I-V-I official.com slash absolutely 
or enter absolutely at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's divi-official.com slash absolutely for 20% off your first order. So I was always a kid, like a fat kid running my Scarlet O'Hara outfit to the next house. And I was like, let's go to Tamra's because I knew she had Sprites. She wouldn't serve any candy, but you got a real Coca-Cola in a can or a real Sprite. And Mary's like, you keep going back to this house. Mary's like, we're trying to get Milky Ways. And I'm like, Milky Ways are for pussies. And I would just chug like six Cokes at the edge of this woman named Tamara's driveway. That's the best. That was the best. And I know nowadays you can't have like a homemade baked good. You always knew when you went to the house and they had the homemade brownies with the sprinkle powdered sugar. You're like, this is going to be so fucking legit. That would never fly now. Never. Even if you were getting it next door from your neighbor that you know and trust and spend holidays with, you would look at him, you know, with a side eye like, is that fentanyl? What are you doing out here? Making homemade treats, tying it up in a little cellophane with a little orange ribbon. What are you trying to do? Corrupt the neighborhood? Like you just can't trust that anymore. And that's sad for our children. But man, if I could make homemade treats, dude, remember when you go to the really rich house and they'd have Rice Krispie treats? That was the best because you're getting all the chocolate candy, you know, and you're getting the handful of like the Smarties and the nerds. I never wanted the fruit flavored candy. I was a chocolate peanut butter kid. And when you would get to a house with Rice Krispie treats, your eyebrows would just perk up and your little lip would get stuck because you were so dry and hot from running. Like we never had to sprint. But you, you know, you had the light of the Lord. You were joyful. It was a time of innocence. So, of course, you were in a dead sprint. If I tried to dead sprint in a Scarlett O'Hara outfit nowadays, forget it. I'd end up in the hospital. But that was the fucking best, dude. That was the best. Literally, that feeling. And, you know, your parents never walked with you. My parents never. My dad would sometimes pull up in our sob. You know, he would roll up in the sob <laughs> I always knew my dad was coming down the street because he took out the back trunk section and split it in half. And we had a giant subwoofer in our sob. And I could literally just hear, this is the song I heard. Hold on. I would literally hear this song and I'd know my dad was coming to check in on us. And it'd be like 1030 at night. My parents were like, it's fine. Do you know this song? It's called Slow Ride by Fog Hat. Five, six, seven, eight. Take it easy. We don't have the rights to that song. So anyways, I would hear Slow Ride coming around the cul-de-sac. And I was like, here comes dad. Here comes Kyle. And he'd probably be like smoking a cigarette out of the sob. And he would just be like, just checking in on the girls. And I'd be like, dad, get out of here. We're good. He's like, you sure you don't want to ride home? You're on the other side of the neighborhood. And I'd look at Mary and Annie and they'd be like, we're fucking tired. And I'd be like, did you have? And he'd be like, You don't even have to finish the sentence. Diet Cokes, cold Diet Cokes in the back of the Saab. Yeah, I do. And we had the coupe. It was two doors. So, you know, he would have to like get out of the car, push the seat forward. And then me and my chubby friends, we'd all slide in the back seat with the subwoofer just just banging on the back of your neck. Meanwhile, my dad's probably high as a kite, you know, going four miles an hour through the neighborhood with the sunroof open, just throwing back caffeine-free Diet Cokes to us in the back seat. And Annie, Mary, and I are just looking at each other and we're like, slow ride, take it easy. You know, and then you get home and you'd rifle through your candy 
And I never had the mom who was like, let me look first and make sure there's no razor blades and candied apples. Never. She was never concerned about that. She's like, Heather, no one's trying to do that to you. Okay. Mom never once, never once went through my candy. So the moms who are out there going through the candy, making sure that these kids aren't being poisoned, good for you. Robin was (laughs) too many red wines deep to care. God, those are core memories, dude. There was nothing better than when I could hear slow ride coming down the bend. I've said this before, but I used to get so embarrassed when my dad would pick me up from school and the sob. And now nowadays, do you know how bad I want to own a sob? And I was, where was I? Was I doing a show? I think it was in Cincinnati. And a woman who had ended up buying my dad's old sob DM me and came to the meet and greet at the show and was like, I'm in the sob club because they don't make sobs anymore. And she was like, I'm in the sob club. I bought your old sob that we called Lil Sheba. And I remember having such a connection with this woman being like, damn, I miss that car. But I want to let anybody know who's a sob owner. If you're looking to get one off your hands, I think I'm going to trick one out. We had Burberry interior. We had sheepskin covers on the leather, subwoofer in the back. As a kid, you never appreciate anything. Your parents, everything they do is embarrassing. I'd have my parents pick me up down at the bottom of the hill at the gym because I was so embarrassed about the sob because it was a manual car, the stick shift, right? So it was like, but, 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 you know, sometimes my mom would be coming up the steep hill at school and she would, you know, skip a gear, you know, and then you could hear her being like, ah, fuck. So all I'm saying is I wish I had that sob back. If I was ever going to buy an antique car, which technically they're antiques because they don't make them anymore, I'd buy a Saab. So anybody out there, listen, Saab headquarters, I don't know if you guys are just in hibernation right now because you're really working on the next big thing in automotives, but please, I would love to be the face of Saab if it comes back. I mean, those are core Halloween memories. Oh, there was nothing better than in the early 90s, early 2000s when you would have to push open a coupe, you know, you'd have to pull the seat back and everybody would have to crawl in the back. They don't make cars like that anymore. They do not make two doors that fit 25 people. They don't do it. Dude, remember the Mercedes, the people with the Mercedes station wagons and you had the two seats in the trunk that looked backwards. So you were riding backwards. There was nothing better than when you get picked up from school and you were getting in like Caroline's car and her parents were kind of hippies but they were accountants, but they loved the Grateful Dead. And you would always want to ride in the trunk. Every single time I'm like, let me ride in the trunk. Are we going to Dairy Queen? And you felt so cool and so rebellious. And they would blast Grateful Dead on the way home. And I would always be, you know, sitting out, you know, looking out. I was a rebel. I was a renegade. I like to look out and see all the cars slamming on their brakes behind us. That was the best. We're going to get into the voicemails here in a second. I always have a blast doing the voicemails. But first and foremost, I know you guys have really been responding to the hot takes with Heather, okay? Talking about myself in third person. But I love to post this on Instagram sometimes, and y'all just ask me anything. As you know, I'm doing the most these days. So this is also a great way just to (laughs) give my brain a little break. So let's hit it. Let's see what you guys are up to. This is time for Hot Takes with Heather. All right, where are we going? Okay, you've talked in the past about having PCOS. What has worked for you? Great question coming from Sarah. If you don't know what PCOS is, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. I've had ovarian cyst rupture. I have had giant cysts. I have had smaller cysts. PCOS is a real mind fuck. 
I suggest, this is actual genuine advice. I'm not being sarcastic right now. I would suggest finding a functional doctor, functional medicine doctor. There's plenty wherever you're located. Shout out to my girl, Kristen Oja at Stat Wellness here in Atlanta. They're going to do a really intensive blood panel and it's all about your hormones. I mean, it's all about your hormones. It is about getting on the right supplements. It's about lowering your cortisol. I've told you this before. I don't have any caffeine in the morning until I've had about 30 grams of protein. I make myself a little protein shake. I can't handle it. I've been able to get off my anxiety medicine. I take methylated B12. I literally do the most. See a functional medicine doctor. It's really frustrating, especially in women's medicine, that they kind of just like look at the surface level issues. You know, of course, when I did a thyroid panel, my T3 and my T4 were low. But then when I did a deeper panel with a functional medicine doctor, they were able to be like, girl, not only is this low, but this is low because this is wrong. And this is low because your magnesium's bad and all this shit. Also, just a general rule of thumb, if you're having a hard time sleeping, because one of the things with PCOS or really any sort of hormone disorder is because your cortisol is messed up. It's, you're probably very groggy in the morning and wide awake at night. I have this little tip and trick, and I've seen it all over TikTok, but I've been doing this for a while. I get this really stinky eucalyptus magnesium lotion. One of the best ways for your body to absorb magnesium is through lotion. I put it all over my feet, and I put on fuzzy socks, and I get in bed, and it will literally, the nights that I don't want to take trazodone or I'm trying to get off melatonin and all those things, I do the magnesium and I sleep like a baby. So make sure your electrolytes are up, your magnesium's up, and call a functional medicine doctor. I love it. And also don't listen to anybody, okay? If your doctor wants to put you on a supplement or a pill or this or that, do whatever makes you feel good and tell everybody else to suck your dick. All right, where are we going? Let's see, 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 see. Favorite and least favorite city you've performed in on this tour? Ooh, I mean, I never want to start a controversy. I'm thinking on this specific tour, honestly, knock on wood, everything's been really fun. We've had a blast. I mean, some cities are a little bit harder than others, just logistically. If it's an hour from the airport, if we're rolling in and the food options are low, you know, it's hard to get food after the show. Anytime I'm hungry, if I'm ever bitching about a city, most likely it's because my blood sugar isn't stable. Most likely it's because I ordered a bowl and I got raw chicken. And, you know, listen, I make jokes about Baltimore all the time. But the real reason I had a show in Baltimore that was hard is because of the venue. I was across from a strip club that said, we've got three pretty girls and two fat ones. You know, like it's other elements of the city. It's not just the city itself. But I've really, honestly, I feel very grateful. We've been having a really nice time. I'd rather say the positives because I don't have a lot of negatives right now. I mean, hopefully, you know, L.A. and Atlanta don't shit the bed. But... I have had so much fun. I mean, I had a blast in Vermont. That was like one of the lowest records of number of people who came out simply because it's a small market. And that was one of my favorite shows. I had a blast in Portland, Maine. I'm getting to go to a lot of new places, which is very exciting. I will be going abroad and adding a bunch more dates to the tour. So, I mean, tune in. Tune in in like six months when I've gone, you know, back to Tulsa. Let's talk about it. Shout out to Tulsa, though actually a very underrated city. These are all great questions. Okay. Let's see. What shows were you banned watching as a kid? Example, Are You Afraid of the Dark? There wasn't a single show I was banned from watching. And that is also why I probably am a stand-up comedian. My mom let me watch Sally Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake, the Rosie O'Donnell show. 
There wasn't a single like adult talk show that I didn't watch. I remember a distinct moment in my life watching the first season of Real World. Remember? Because one of the girls on the show was, her name was Heather. And she was like this cool black rapper from Brooklyn. And I remember being like, oh my God, she's such a badass. And they had the, the country girl from Birmingham. I mean, I remember being in like the second grade, staying home sick one day and watching the first season of The Real World. There was not a show that was off limits. Now, my dad and my sister would torture me by watching X-Files. Oh my God, dude. X-Files. And I was terrified of the show. I don't like scary things. I don't like to be scared. I think the world is scary enough. So I was really tortured with X-Files. My mom literally took Anne-Marie and I, my bestie, to There's Something About Mary, the movie starring Cameron Diaz, Matt Dillon. Who else is in that movie? Everyone. There's Something About Mary. My mom took us to the movies. We were probably in the sixth grade. We were 20 minutes into the movie, and there's that iconic scene where Cameron Diaz accidentally puts semen, oh, it's from Ben Stiller, and he in that, and puts it in her hair. And my mom was screaming, crying, laughing, throwing up. And here I was, just like not even asking questions because I already knew what it was. Boston Robin, listen, I'm glad that I had parents that didn't really shelter me from stuff. I also, I think it was always kind of in me. Like, I never really gravitated towards the Disney. I remember watching Cinderella as a kid and having such a critical eye on it. Like, listen, let me tell you what I'd do with these fucking stepsisters. I would have booby-trapped the stepmom so quick. You think I would have been mopping floors while these three fat asses were trying to squeeze their asses in a corset to get to the ball? I'd be fucking you up. Oh, you're allergic to shellfish. Really, Amelia? Well, guess what? Your dress is going to be lined with some bottom feeders. I didn't fuck around as a kid. You know, and I remember just thinking as a child, feeling like an adult. You know, I've said this before. I loved hanging out with the parents at a party. Always wanted to know the tea. I wanted to know whose parents smoked. I wanted to know whose parents were not doing well. You know, I always gravitated towards the adult conversation. And, you know, my parents never really talked baby talk to me. My mom is so loving. And my dad, of course, you know, rest in peace, was the most loving, cozy dad in the world. So it's not like I had like cold parents. But my mom, you know, she didn't. (laughs) When we learned about Santa, we learned. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm going to say. Because I know there's some probably kids listening to this. Well, the dog trainer said, we have to get crates for the dogs. They said, no more sleeping in the bed. We've got to start from scratch. And you know what I'm excited about, though? That they're going to be in a safe aesthetically pleasing and comfortable crate that I've ordered from Fable Pets. Listen, Fable Pets is the absolute tits, okay? Did you know that there's no safety standards for pet products out there on the market? So Fable Pets design their own protocols. Safe materials, minimal hazards, and strength-tested durability are top of mind across all of their products. I got their signature crate, which is made from premium bent wood, and it has a minimal design so it can double as a side end table or nightstand. You know, it looks chic in the kitchen, and also I know that it keeps my dog safe, and that's the biggest thing. The crate is a sophisticated and functional piece that you'll be proud to show off in your home, so no more hiding your wire crate when company arrives. They also have a multitude of different things. They've got the Magic Leash, which is a waterproof, hands-free walking leash that can be worn belted, crossbody, or as a wrist strap. 
They have their signature harness, which has amazing shock absorbing technology on the back connection point. So your dogs feel safe and comfortable. Also, they have amazing other additional products. Like they've got a line of durable and aesthetic home products, including beds, ceramic bowls, and more. I love Fable Pets. They have the cute stuff. It's nicely designed. And also, I know my pets are safe. Listen, exclusively for Absolutely Not listeners, Fable Pets is offering a 20% off site-wide discount. Visit www.fablepets.com slash absolutely for more information. That's www.fablepets.com slash absolutely for an exclusive 20% off at checkout. Again, that's fablepets.com slash absolutely. With the busy fall season already in full swing, I mean, hell, it's going to be the holidays before you know it. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and it can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, and ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Listen, I'm too busy, okay? When I come home from the road, you know I like to eat healthy. I don't even have time to whip something up. What I love is that the Factor meals are already there in my fridge. Factors are fresh, never frozen meals and are ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat it and enjoy it and then get back to crushing your damn goals. You can adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Choose from 35 plus weekly flavor packed, fresh, never frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences. And they're all delicious, okay? I've already had the cranberry pecan chicken, the apple Dijon pork chops. They're freaking delicious. I just had it when I came back from the road this week. You are going to freaking love it. I know that all of us are trying to find healthy ways while we're running around. Well, don't worry. Factor meals are it. And if you're looking for a calorie-conscious option during the busy season, try delicious dietitian-approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Say you're doing keto. They got it. You can go on Factor's website and literally pick what you want. With Factor, you can also rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions and source 100% renewal electricity for their production sites and offices. This October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Again, ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash absolutely 50. Again, that's factormeals.com slash absolutely50 and use code absolutely50 to get 50% off. That's code absolutely50 at factormeals.com slash absolutely50 to get 50% off. All right, let's go. Let's see. CC Vegas show in, in January. We're looking at getting a Vegas date. I'm sorry. I spoke about this too soon. We're adding another Vegas date. I'm sure that's coming. We're adding a bunch more cities. Stay tuned. We're going to announce this very soon. We're going to be going international. Stay tuned. It's all coming. Just hang tight. Let's see. Okay. Oh, here we go. 50-year-old woman with a 29-year-old man. Can it work long-term asking for a friend? First of all, yes, it can. Yeah, why wouldn't it work? Now, yeah, you may be in a situation where if this young buck wants kids, okay, that might be a conversation you got to explore. Because 50, you're probably not looking to rip tip to taint anytime soon. But I love it. You know, you find a nice, smart, mature, sophisticated guy who likes an older woman. I mean, it's a very specific niche kink. And if you find a great guy who's worshiping the ground you walk on, lean in. Cheryl Sandberg said, lean in, lean all the way in. Let's see what's going on. What's on the top of your bucket list? Ooh, what is on the top? Well, obviously traveling more. Dude, I said this before. I'm ready to go on safari. I'm ready to be one with nature. I need to get out in the brush. I need to just have on a, you know, a door of the Explorer hat, a little backpack, 
and get into a little sticky situation. I think that all this stuff's popping off, but sometimes you got to get grounded. And maybe it's you get a chased by a cat. You know, maybe it is you see Mother Nature and the animal kingdom do their thing. And sometimes we need that to reset ourselves. I really want to go on safari. What else do I want to do? I mean, there's a lot of things I want to do. I want to go to Ireland. Tina's in the room. I want to go to Ireland. I want to go to, Tina's from Ireland. We're going to go to Sligo. I want to just be in a pub singing with my people. They have a McMahon pub right in Dublin. And my cousin Gina, shout out to Gina. She went there a couple of years ago and she's like, Heather, those are our people. We got to go. Dying to go to Ireland. Dying. Dying. Got to go. Got to go. Ooh, if you could trade lives with any person for one day, who would it be and why? That's a great question. It would be a thin woman. It for sure would be a thin woman. And I know what you're thinking, Heather. Let it go. No, it would be a thin woman. Doesn't even necessarily have to be rich or famous. Just somebody who sits down in their pants and they don't have to do the thing where they pull them up. Somebody who doesn't have to stand up and then pull the back of their jeans up. It would be What is it like to wear a crop top through the airport? I want to know with that level of carefree, worry-free, don't give a fuck. I went to Aeropostal and bought a a crop top that fits a 12-year-old. And you know what? It looks great on me. I want to live that freely. Yeah, would it nice to spend a day as Kris Jenner and drive around in a Bentley? No, because she's got the weight of the world on her shoulders. I want to be just a regular run-of-the-mill thin gal. I don't want to be famous. I don't want to walk around in, you know, the paparazzis after me. I want to just live the day of the life of a girl in Puerto Rico laying on the beach with abs. That would be truly out of body. Okay. What would you wear to a boudoir shoot? Or do you think they're tacky to do? What would I wear to a boudoir shoot? Probably some silk pajamas from Show Me Your Movement. I've said this before. I look better fully in the buff than I do in lingerie. If you got big titties and a thick back, lingerie just never fits you right, okay? And the girls who've tried to do it, you know, Fenty was doing it for the girls with the big jugs. But then the way you got to buy Fenty is it's like you got to buy a package deal. It's it's a subscription. I just want to be able to go on Nordstrom and buy some something slutty. That would be the name of my lingerie company. Something slutty for thick chicks, something slutty for sluts. You know, that's what I want to do. You know, but do I think boudoir shoots are tacky? No. I think if it makes you feel alive, there's nothing better than being, you know, they say to take a sexy photo, you got to be like kind of face down, ass up, and you're looking back and you put a pillow under your pelvis as a wedge to pop you up. I mean, I think go for it. I think what you should do is do a boudoir photo shoot. Print out in in a 36 by 36, a 48 by 50, huge, huge, huge photos. You print those out and you put them all over your house for the holidays. So when your in-laws come over, they're just like, okay, Michelle, okay. I think that's what you do. And you say nothing. You put the garland and, you know, maybe you put a giant photo up on the mantle. You put garland in front and it's just your asshole right there, right there in in a sexy, silky thong. I say, living well is the best revenge. Buy tickets for the Atlanta show. Will it be a different set slash show from the Netflix show? Yes. What we are doing on this current tour is not what is on Netflix now. I know it's a little confusing because I'm saying we're shooting the special. The shows in Atlanta, the two shows in Atlanta, 
that is the material from the current tour I'm on. It'll be a, a hodgepodge of all of that from the last year. So no, if you saw my special on Netflix, what I am doing in two weeks in Atlanta is night and day. It is completely different. So please, I know a lot of y'all have been coming out of the shows. Hey, Heather, I don't want to watch a special yet because I don't want to be ruined for the live show. Totally different tour. So stream it on Netflix and come to this next taping. How to handle best friends getting pregnant, but you can't get pregnant. Wow, these are really great questions. I love that we're kind of going all over the map. I mean, here's the thing. I have struggled with this. I am in a weird spot too. I mean, I've been very open and candid about essentially the fertility challenges. But then again, I'm like, Jeff and I have not sat down and really like actively put in every ounce to try and get pregnant. You know, I talk about it in the special, but our fertility journey was interesting because I didn't know what I didn't know. I was trying to be proactive in getting embryos and eggs. And then when my doctor said, hey, you should have done this 10 years ago when we had many failed attempts, but in the end, we were able to get one embryo, which is a beautiful thing. I didn't feel a jealousy from other people. I felt more of a disappointment in myself. And I think that's another thing that nobody talks about. You feel like your, your own body's betraying you that you're letting yourself down. Now, check back in in six months. I might be driving around in my new Saab with the fingers out, driving past preschools, just being like, fuck these kids. No, I'm kidding. I would never do that. But it is hard, you know, but you got to remember everybody has a different journey. I know that doesn't help. I'm not here to say like, everything happens for a reason. That's bullshit. But I will say, give yourself some grace. And it's hard too, because when you are the childless person, all your friends with kids bitch to you about every single thing that little Timmy does. And there are days you're like, okay, I know it's hard, but I would also like to be in that situation. Give yourself grace. You know, find a, a Facebook group. Go on the Googler, type in childlessbroads.net and find a little misery loves company. That always makes me feel better. You know, if I'm having a bad day, I go on TikTok, watch cringeworthy videos, and then I'm like, somebody else is doing it worse than me. So I, that makes me feel better. So sometimes you just got to get out there, put out the feelers. Somebody's always going to have it worse or harder. So keep things in perspective. Give yourself grace. And maybe if you find a couple other broads who are, you know, doing the IVF, I feel like that's a good support system. Just type in childlessbroads.com and you don't know what you're going to find. Hey, but I'm also thinking of you. So keep your head up and don't be so hard on yourself. Favorite slash least favorite thing about Atlanta. That's a good one. My favorite thing about Atlanta is a lot of things. Great food scene, culturally diverse. We have a thing called Buford Highway. You can get anything from like Northern Thailand, cow soy noodles to Malaysian, you know, sticky rice down to Jamaican jerk chicken down to the best freaking empanada you've had in your life. I mean, we've got culture. We've got a food scene. Good people. I think Atlanta is just a great melting pot of just fun people. Least favorite thing, our airport fucking sucks and it needs to be redone. Okay, we can't be having 600,000 million people going through every day and I got to sweat my ass on the plane train. We got to figure it out. And I know I've been beefing with the Atlanta airport. My dream is to one day when you're going up that carousel, when you're going up that giant escalator to go to baggage claim, and you see that giant lit up screen and it's got, all these famous rappers and Brian Luttrell from the Backstreet Boys welcoming you to Atlanta. My dream is to one day be the only white woman on that thing. Heather McMahon, comedian, actress, philanthropist, podcaster, all around Fatiana welcomes you to Atlanta.
That's a goal. That's a bucket list item right there. Will it happen? I don't know because I've been beefing in the gram with the ATL airport. We have no good food options. We have no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Our traffic sucks. It's a lot like LA too, where everything is kind of 20 minutes away. The same with Houston. You know what I mean? We're just a big city. We're spread out. But the food is great. Entertainment's great. We got great sports. What's there not to love? Also, side note, if I call it Hotlanta, I'm allowed to call it Hotlanta. It's fucking hot, okay? Somebody tried to troll me on the internet the other day. They're like, you know she's not from Atlanta if she calls it Hotlanta. Born and raised. Dylan. It's like having somebody from New York call it, I don't know, the fucking trash capital of the world. The Big Apple. You know what? Sometimes when Jeff's feeling a little nostalgic and he's sitting on our porch and he's eating a everything bagel that he had shipped in from Zucker's in New York. Zuckerberg's? I think it's Zuckerberg's. Zucker's? Zucker's bagel. Shout out to Zucker's bagel. He'll have one little tear rolling down his cheek. And he's like, I miss the Big Apple. Like, he's allowed to talk whatever shit he wants to about New York because that's his city. I'm allowed to talk whatever shit I want about Atlanta because that's my home. I pay taxes here. These are my people. Nobody from Atlanta calls it Atlanta. Yes, they do. It's fucking hot. Do you not understand sarcasm? Clearly not. Oh, great question. And then we'll get into the voicemails. Some of your favorite songs from the early 2000s. Oh, dude. I mean, I've already been playing candy, but let's think about it. 2000s, and I thought about for my 40th birthday, that's a couple years away, what I would want to do for a birthday. And I think it's a 2005, specifically, a very 2005 niche party. And on the old Spotify, 2005, top hits of 2005. Let's click on this. I mean, it's Mariah Carey, Mario, Let Me Love You. That's when Kanye West came out. Dude, if this isn't just, okay, I want you to, so I'll take a deep breath. I want you to prepare for this moment that I'm about to put us all through. Okay. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. If you're doing housework, close your eyes for a second. It's 2005. You're at high school graduation, right? You know you're going to college. The summer's about to let out. You're at prom. Okay. You got a corsage that is from a local flower shop full of just roses and baby's breath that is just sucking the life out of your wrists. They're swollen because you've been eating Quiznos every fucking day after school. You're in a dress, a fancy dress that you went and bought with your mom at Parisians, Dillard's, you know, Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's, you know, I think it just started to pop off. Maybe you went to Macy's, dude. Maybe you went to Macy's. And you're in an adult dress. You're wearing like a size eight. Titties are blooming and blossoming. You're there with the guy that you have a crush on. He hasn't given you the time of day. And you're about to hit the dance floor. And then this song hits. Oh, so seductive. Dude, I let you like the lollipop. Ooh, don't you stop. Hey, hey. Dude, it would take all of the, you know, volunteers at the prom about 40 seconds into the song to realize that it was literally the song's about, like, blowing a dude. Oh, man. They, I, I mean, 50 Cent period is, like, iconic. I would just want to have a 50 Cent-themed birthday party. We only serve vitamin water. You know what I mean? We only serve vitamin water. Everyone's got to be in denim with the bandana. You got to just, I mean, pimp? 
Oh, Pussycat Dolls came out. You know, speaking of Ireland, though, I don't know if y'all remember Bewitched. Do y'all remember Bewitched? They were a, a girl group. This is really early 2000s. They were a girl group from Ireland. And the Spice Girls had just broken up. And I remember they came out on the tail end of the Spice Girls, right? You had All Saints. You had Spice Girls, these big UK-dominating girl groups. And then you had Bewitched come out. Now, if you remember the song, Say La Vie, say you will, say you won't, say you'll do, but I don't, say La Vie, dude. And the beginning of the song is the greatest beginning of any song. Uh-oh. I mean, if you didn't hear that song and you're driving, you know, I mean, I guess in early 2000s, right? We're in, we're, I mean, we're beginning high school. If you're not driving in the back of your mom's car, just, uh-oh. I mean, Bewitched was so fucking cool. They always had these cool denim outfits on. They always had fairies because they were from Ireland and their music videos. And I would go home from school. I would put the CD in and I had like a 10 disc changer because we always had cool technology at our house because my dad had a software company. So my dad had like a black card at Best Buy. All right. You know, he put the subwoofers in the sob. If you didn't think that we had the absolute first original Bose sound system in our home. Okay, you must not know us. And I would go put in, you know, it would rotate. Uh And it'd be a mix. This is probably why I have aspirations to be a DJ. Because there were so many moments, just me alone in my room, blasting Bewitched, then going over to a little candy shop, then popping over to a little Nelly Furtado. I love all music. I mean, that's why I'm a cocktail jazz kind of gal. There's nothing that I won't listen to that brings me joy. And, oh, man, when Avril Lavigne came out, forget it. Damn Cold Night, one of the best songs ever. You know what I mean? I used to just sing that song with so much angst and anguish in my heart. It's a damn cold night. Like, what? I've never been out in the rain. I have never been locked out. I've never gone hungry. I never had a want or need in my life. Never had a breakup like that in high school, okay? Never once had my heart broken in high school. Probably thought I did. And, and I guarantee if we went back and interviewed any of the guys that I cried over once in high school, they're like, I didn't even know we were dating. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, Heather, my little sister, Grace. But you would turn on Avril Lavigne and just weep in your room. And then I was like, I need to perk it back up. And then I turn on Bewitched. Uh-oh. All right. Enough. Enough with the hot takes. This is great, though. These make me laugh. See what we've done? We've worked through some things and we're solving problems and we're doing the most. If you're looking to have a fabulous, cozy Nancy Myers out of the holiday movie moment this holiday season, and you want to get that great gift for that woman who reminds you of Diane Keaton in your life, well, honey, I got you. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. Perfect timing, honestly, because winter is right around the corner and my wardrobe could definitely use a refresh. Jenny Kane is a California-based brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. From luxurious cashmere sweaters to iconic accessories to elevated versions of your everyday basics, not to mention the most incredible home essentials. 
elevated too. You know what I mean? Jenny Kane is here to help you live your best holiday season yet. And for a limited time, our listeners get 15% off their first order. Go to Jenny, J-E-N-N-I, Kane, K-A-Y-N-E.com and use the code absolutely to get 15% off. One of the reasons I love Jenny Kane is just, I mean, some of these cashmere sweaters are just insane. It's a next level of luxury. They also believe in the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design so you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. They've also got a great collection of quality shoes that style so easily with anything. The Brooklyn Lug Boot is a cold weather classic and the Leather Lug Mule is my new favorite. It has an elevated edge to an everyday look. Again, gift yourself or loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 15% off on your first order. We use code absolutely at JennyKane.com. That's 15% off your first order at Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com and use code absolutely. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. It's the holidays. And if you're going to have a couple cocktails, you know what you probably want? Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics is a pre-alcohol probiotic. Your first drink of the night for better tomorrow. It was engineered by a team of PhD microbiologists. Z-Biotics is a probiotic drink that breaks down the byproduct of alcohol, which is responsible for rough mornings after drinking. I love Z-Biotics. Listen, these are no-brainers. Why would you not take something that's going to make you feel better after you've had a little fun the night out? Every time I have a Z-Biotic pre-alcohol before I start drinking, I notice a difference the next day, even after a night out. I can confidently plan on being able to get in the podcast studio, do my day, you know, run around, chase the dogs, do whatever I got to do that day without worry. Look, and I won't lie, okay, I was a bit on the fence about the Z-Biotics pre-alcohol initially, but then while hanging out on the road with Ray and Tina and Chris, I just said, you know what? I want to have a couple white wines. Let's try it out. And I was able to get on a flight to Tampa the next day with a little zip, zap, zop in my damn pep and a step. You know what I mean? And believe me, it's a real deal. So I love Z-Biotics. I think it's super smart. It's a great thing to have in your bag. And also Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So make sure you stock up on Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic before the feast. You'll be thankful you did the next day. Go to zbiotics.com slash absolutely to get 15% off your first order when you use absolutely at checkout. That Zbiotics is backed by a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember that is zbiotics.com slash absolutely and use the code absolutely at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and for our good times. Okay, let's get to the voicemails. As always, you can call in 800-213-7503. But let's get to the absolutely not line. Hey, Heather. This is your friend, longtime listener, first time caller, but I've seen you a couple times. Love it. Live in concert, most recently in Charlotte. So shout out. Shout out to Charlotte. Anyway, I finally have absolutely not after a couple years of listening. Okay. So... You know, I graduated from college a couple of years ago, and all my friends and I, we got houses, apartments, condos, you know, whatever. Well, a couple of my friends also moved home, but one of my friends in particular just bought her first condo. Post-grad, she's been living at home, saving money for two years. Well, you know, that's awesome. Absolutely yes to that. But absolutely not to inviting your friends and your coworkers to a housewarming party that's not even at your own house with an Amazon registry. Mm-mm. Like, Mm-mm. I want to come see your house. Let me bring you a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Let me bring you a six-pack of ice-cold beer. Yep. But don't ask me to buy you a 
skincare mini fridge. No. Didn't even know that was a thing until tonight. So anyway, love to get your thoughts on this, Heather. God bless. Bye-bye now. I love you too, baby. Calling all the way from Charlotte. Love you too, sugar. I, I think we had somebody calling a couple months ago asking about there was an Amazon wish list for a little kid's birthday. That one I even sort of justified. But an Amazon wish list for a housewarming, if you're not newlyweds, if this is a single adult who's asking you to buy them a crock pot, cut that fucking negative energy out of your life. You know what I love is when, when it, there's a housewarming party and you have a stock the bar. And everybody brings a different liqueur, liquor, you know, wine, beer, spirit, whatever. That makes sense. Hey, even a stock the pantry. That's fun and exciting. Ooh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Costco, get all the fun size, the little mini chips, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come over and stock the pantry. You know what I'm always going to bring? Either a sweet treat, a savory treat, or some alcohol to your home. That makes sense to me. Still a little obnoxious, but that makes sense. I'm never going to show up without a gift. But you're asking me to take time out of my day to find a link to then have something gift wrapped and shipped to you, get the fuck out of here. Absolutely not. We have all become so entitled with what people owe them. Nobody owes me shit except a good attitude and a good time. Let it go. I don't need nothing. If you come to my house and you're like, listen, this is the best white cheddar popcorn I've ever had in my life. Thought you'd enjoy a bag. That is such a thoughtful thing. I don't need you to buy me a $600 candle. I don't need you to buy me a new throw rug. I don't need you to buy me a welcome mat. You know, if you want to find a cheap one at Hobby Lobby, sure. But that's all I need. I don't need anything except a bottle of Merlot and maybe some vermouth and some bitters. I mean, the whole point of having a housewarming party is that everybody breaks in the bar, in quotes, and next thing you know, you're playing topless twister and the cops get called. We all know what housewarming parties are for. Housewarming parties are for times when everybody confesses they've all been sleeping with the same guy. That's what a housewarming party is for. Not for me to go on williamsonoma.com and buy you a new griddle. You're out of your mind. It's the audacity of people these days thinking that it's their wedding. I mean, I had an international wedding. I didn't even expect gifts. You know what I mean? But if you did send me one, I still have not sent thank you cards. So thank you for that. But regardless, also, it, you know, it'd be one thing too. Okay, you got a house with a big yard. We're all going to pitch in and buy you a nice grill. Great. You're in a condo with amenities? No. If you're in a condo with a gym and amenities, I'm not buying you shit for your apartment. A house out in the sticks, you might need a BB gun to, I don't know, ward off deer. I'll chip in. That's a GoFundMe. That's for protection. You know what I'm not doing? Buying you a Breville waffle iron that I know you're never going to use because they're very hard to clean. The audacity. Get out of here. I'll bring you some dry vermouth and some little decorative toothpicks for your olives for your dirty martini but that's it you're pushing your limits with me and i've had it let's get to the next voicemail heather this is caroline from houston texas and i have the biggest absolutely not for you i have never needed to call you more than i needed to call you right now let's hear it i was just outside in my front yard talking with my neighbor he's an older male 
sweet, sweet guy. And he has a little dog and our dogs like to play together. And while they were playing, his little dog took a poo in our yard. No biggie. I thought he'll pick it up. Not a big deal. And I decided I needed to pop into the garage for a quick thing, came out, saw my neighbor walking back to his house. And I thought, oh, did he get the poo? Mm -hmm. And I looked and saw it was gone. And then I looked at him and saw it was in his hand. He was carrying it (laughs) bare fisted, carrying the poo. And I thought, no, this can't be right. I I must have seen this wrong. And so I checked the ground again, looked back at his hand. He's an older male. He walks pretty slow. I had a lot of time to do a lot of double takes. What I saw is what I saw. He had just picked it up Mm -mm. with his hand Mm -mm. and then proceeded not even to go to his trash can with it, but back inside of his house Uh -uh. with it, just with a fistful of shit. Uh -uh. I, I am beside myself. I cannot absolutely not to all of that. Just absolutely not. I can't. Okay. What has just happened is this should be a very, very clear signal, a very clear sign that you're living next to a murderer. And anybody who can just raw dog, raw dog is, you know, has got some bodies in the basement. Grandma's in the ice chest. You know what I'm saying? I would very quickly get on the Nextdoor app and don't put this guy on blast. He knows where you live. I would just quickly do a little perusing, you know, maybe if they're like, hey, everybody, just wanted to remind y'all like wink, wink, nudge, nudge, 420 Sycamore, (laughs) be nice to Carl, like whatever it is. Well, the subtext of the text is you're going to have to read through that next door app. But that is an unhinged thing. Absolutely not at any point should you just be raw dog and your raw dog's raw dog. You know, and I'm sure some moms out there are going to chime in. Heather, you've never had kids before. Once you're covered in your kid's shit or whatever, you just get used to it and you don't think twice. That's different. That's the same DNA. I think human feces is a little bit cleaner. No, it's actually probably not. It's just filled with like red dye, red number 40. Regardless, though, you should never be raw dog and dog poop. That's insane. And, you know, listen, this guy, if he's an older gentleman, he's probably survived the war. He probably did time. So actually, let's give him a little grace. Let me let me let me be empathetic right now and say he's probably like, let me tell you when I was in Nam, you know, I held my buddy in my hands as the bombs are going off. Like, I mean, he's probably been through some heavy shit. It's not just, oh, you're getting older and kookier and you don't care. I mean, I think we don't give the boomers enough credit for the things that they saw. You know what I'm saying? But that's really wild. I would do a quick background. I'd uh, do a quick little next dart, you know, little peruse. And I keep your doors locked, you know. But on the other end, if you just find out, hey, he's lived nine lives and a little dog poop, you might find out he works for the CDC. You know, ask him, be like, you know, what did you do before he retired? And if he's like, well, I was a phlebotomist, you know, so he knows all about diseases and blood and, you know, all that. Oh, I was a gastroenterologist. This is nothing. I've been fisting people's butts for years. Then also give him grace because, again, he's seen more than us. Maybe it wasn't the war. Maybe he was a gastroenterologist. Maybe he, you know, he might have his own bag connected to him. We don't know. So I do think that is a wild, absolutely not. Do a safety check first, and then if you find out he's in the clear, maybe let's be a little more gentle to the boomers and just say they're just trying to survive. You know what I mean? But it is an alarming thought to think that at one point he had dog doo-doo in his hand, and he might have, he took it in the house. He didn't put it outside. He brought it into his home, 
And that's why I think there might be rotting cat carcasses also in the home. And then he might just, you know, throw the turd in the sink, wipe his hands, and then get on Facebook and start talking about Trump. You don't know. But I'm guessing that's probably the chain of events. You know what I mean? That's the timeline of what happened. Gird your loins, gird your labias, and, and I would definitely call 911. Okay, let's get to one last voicemail here. Hey, Heather. I have an absolutely not for you, and I would love to know your input, mm-hmm. although it won't change my mind. Thank you cards. Yeah. For a wedding, and I'm from the South, mm-hmm. they should be handwritten. It should not be mm-hmm. a minted mass print card Agreed. with a beautiful picture. And I thank you so much. We appreciate your love and support. Handwrite that shit. I don't think people should handwrite thank you cards or provide a thank you card when their five-year-old has a birthday party and someone brings a gift. I don't do that. Right. I don't do that. Like, I don't make my kids write them. I don't write them. But I write thank you cards for baby shower, bridal shower, mm-hmm. wedding, bachelorette party. My kids got baptized, christened. There were gifts. I did thank you notes for that. But this like idea of a, I'm going to order this from Minted or whatever. That's the brand I use. Or Impix. And I'm going to mail those out. I, I it's an absolutely not for me. Okay. All right. All right. Sis, I hear you. I hear you. Here's the thing. I got to publicly apologize to anybody who has come to an event, brought me a gift. I found our thank you cards that I wrote a year ago in a box. I have a little trinket box on my desk at my office at my house. They never got mailed and they were all handwritten. Never got mailed. You know what it's too late to do? Mail them. I guess I could, but I feel like now I need to also write, I'm sorry these were never fucking sent. So I'm the asshole. I'm Southern. And there, I agree with you. You should never send a mass produce for a specific gift. You say, thank you for the Baccarat glasses. Thank you for the nice china. Thank you for the linen sheets. Like, it should be very specific. Yes. Do you send a thank you out, just a generic for the holidays, for a birthday gift? Yes, absolutely. That's easy. But these were handwritten. And I had to write them. And, you know, as you get more busy, everyone's busy. But I always find it like, I'm like, okay, especially like with celebrities, like did did their assistant write this or did they really write this? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And I I always want people to know that everything comes from me and not Jeff out there in the garage just sweating over pen and paper. But I could not believe that these had never been sent. And I'm now in a pickle. I'm in a full conundrum. I feel like it's too late to go back. I don't know what to do. So to anybody who's listening to this who came to my wedding, I apologize. I am so sorry. But now I am too embarrassed to do it again. I'm also a little too busy right now. Thank you. This is a public thank you for my gifts. But yeah, no, if you got wedding gifts, you don't send a generic. It's been typed. Now, granted, a lot of our motor skills aren't great. I mean, I don't know when was the last time you actually tried to write cursive, but that's a skill I need to sharpen. That's a tool I need to sharpen in the shed because I don't know how to do the cursive. I don't remember it. My hand starts to cramp. You know, my hand-eye coordination isn't what it used to be. I put on blue light blocking glasses. Those don't work. I don't know what to do. So all I'm saying is, yeah, you better come correct. You better come authentic. You better handwrite that shit. I want there to be a cramp. I want there to be blood splattered in the corner, you know, with a wax seal. Honestly, we should bring wax seals back. Talk about a nice touch on a card. I'm not good with that. I think I'm much better with my words saying thank you. It, writing a thank you card too is, 
You know, and some people are card people. We were never a card family. Some people are card people. We did one family Christmas card one year and it, we had all just come back from Scotland and we were all in our kilts. And that's like one of my favorite photos of my dad. But I'm not a Christmas card person. Good for the people who can get their families in one fucking place without killing each other to get snap some photos in a sweater. Good for you. We already figured it out. Your lives are better than the rest of ours. But even like reading cards, you know, I don't want the end of the year wrap up. But some people like will only they have to accept a card for for their birthday. They want to read the card. I'm only opening the card for cash. I never read the card. It does not mean anything to me. I just don't connect with it. My mom, what did you write me a card for? Like, where's the cash? That's how I feel. Are we going to have a nice meal? Great. I am more looky in the eyes. Tell you, thank you. You know, have a moment. I just don't connect with it. But then on the other end, I'm a huge cunt for never sending thank you cards. And I don't know. It's too late, dude. It's too late. I think you know what I'll do? I'll send them next summer at the two-year anniversary. And then that way, it'll be a little happy surprise. And I'll send a couple boudoir photos. And I'll send a couple nudes just so you're reminded of how attractive I still am. And I'll send maybe like some Kohl's cash bucks. Or like, I'll send you an Amazon gift card to say sorry. And thank you for being my friend still, even though you never got a handwritten, blood-soaked, wax-sealed, stamp of approval that I know that you know that you bought me something expensive. You know what I'm saying? Listen, we're all doing our best. Tune back into this podcast in exactly mm, 19 days when I start getting these Christmas cards and all my friends who are listening still send them, but I want you to know I think we should do a live roast on YouTube and I will put up all of my friends' Christmas cards and we will rip their families to shreds. If that sounds good to you, like, click, subscribe to this podcast. I love you. I mean it. Los Angeles, I cannot wait to see you this weekend at the Pantages and I cannot wait to see everybody in Atlanta and stay tuned. We have a lot more exciting stuff that we're going to be announcing soon. So always look to get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I love you. I mean it. Thanks for being with me today. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.